This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show's your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guest I interview, your input is valued. If it's in the news, on TV, at the movies, whether political, social, economic, whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. Following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. When you hear phone numbers, please do not call. Following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. When you hear phone numbers, please do not call. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to Bible Talk. Um, before we begin, I'd like to go before the Lord. Jesus said he did nothing on his own initiative, so I'm not about to do anything on my own initiative. We're going to go before the throne of grace. Heavenly Father, we come today, first of all, thanking you for this day, thanking you for your presence, Lord. We ask that you would go before us in this broadcast, Father, that you would speak through your word today, and we ask that those that are listening, that you prepare their hearts, Lord, to hear your word. Father, we are asking that those that are discouraged today, that are going through, that are heartbroken, we're asking, God, that you would grant them the peace that surpasses all understanding. We're asking, Father, that you would just have your way, that we would not speak today, but your Holy Spirit would speak and respond to our college. We're asking, God, that you just have your way, those that are out of work, that are just concern about um, finances, Lord, we ask, Father, that you would provide for them and that they would know that you are Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. And we're asking, Lord, that those that are bereaved right now, that are going through a hard time of lost loved ones recently, Father, we're asking that you would grant them the peace that only you can give, Lord. We just thank you and we honor and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, the number to call here, 866-423-9578. That is our number, and we are still continuing with Essential Christian Doctrine and the groups that deny them. Again, that topic, Essential Christian Doctrine and the groups that deny them. And so far, we have covered um, 31 of them. We have a list with 40 of these doctrines, and as I go through them, those of you that are just listening for the first time, you can write them down. If you have any question, we can always go back and um, address those. So I'm going to give you the list that we have. We have 40 of them, like I said, and uh, we've covered 31 of them so far. And so I'm going to list the 31 that we've covered and then start on the one that we are on today. There, the first one is there is only one God. Uh, second, God is a trinity. Um, the third one, there is no God before or after God. Um, God knows all things. Number four, God is all-powerful. God is everywhere. God is sovereign. God is spirit. God created all that exists. Spirit does not have a body of flesh and bones. God has always been God. Jesus is God. Jesus became a man. 
Jesus has two natures, divine and human. Jesus was sinless. Jesus is the only way to God the Father. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is not a force. He is alive. The Bible is inspired by God. All people have sinned. Man did not evolve. He was created. Adam and Eve were real people. Death entered the world because of Adam's sin. Sin separates us from God. Jesus died for all our sins. Jesus' sacrifice was a substitution for us. Jesus rose from the dead in his physical body. Those who reject Jesus will go to hell. Hell is a place of fiery punishment. Hell is eternal. And number 31, which we covered last time, the unsaved go to hell forever. Uh, <coughs> today is number 32. Um, we're dealing with salvation is a free gift of God. Salvation is a free gift of God. And so this is where we are today. Uh, dealing with salvation is a free gift of God. All right. Um, so there you have it, the list, um, all 31. And today we are dealing with salvation is a free gift of God. Yeah, we're almost done, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So we have uh, eight, yeah, eight more after this. All right, so salvation is a free gift, and we're going to go to the Bible. Since this is Bible talk, we're not going to give you first and second opinion, those extra biblical books <laughs> that people get information from. We are coming from the Word of God. And so in Romans chapter 4 and verse 5, um, this is what it says, But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it's a free gift. You don't work for it. If you work for it, then it's not a gift. Mm -hmm. And I can read for you Ephesians chapter uh, 2, verses 8 and 9. Oh, yes. Where it reads, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's right. And let's not leave out uh, Titus. Titus 3, 5. That's right. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. His That's mercy. Right. His, yes. He saved us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That uh, is the word of God. Another one is. In Romans uh, six twenty three. Right. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, it's a gift, is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And one more to add to that is Galatians 2.21. Right. I'm going to read the last half of the verse. Uh, it says, uh, If righteousness could be gained through the law, keeping the law, then Christ died for nothing. Mm. Yeah. Amen. <coughs> um, and again, doctrines uh, that are taught in the Bible are so clear. Notice this one in uh, Romans chapter 5. Uh, verses 1 and 2. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, mm -hmm. we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Yeah. Same by grace, through right. faith. Uh, and then here in um, Second Timothy, um, 
chapter 1 and verses, I'm just going to read verses 8 and 9. It said, Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the suffering for the gospel according to the power of God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which he has given to us. It's a gift in Christ Jesus before time began. That is an awesome verse as well. You know, given to freely given to us before time began. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. So you hear it there. I mean, right. it's, no, it's no doubt that uh, we're saved by grace through right. faith. It's a gift of God. There's nothing that we can do. In, in fact, uh, some of our, our, our evangelism scriptures, um, if we guys go over when we be in class, um, would be good here as well. Um, there's uh, talking about works, which mm-hmm. we can't do. Right. Um, did we uh, read already Romans 4 and 5? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we read Romans 4 and 5. What about Isaiah? Um, 64, 6. 64, 6. And David, you can go ahead and well. do your DAV version. <laughs> well, David in the when I'm on the streets, and I always use the last half of the verse, uh-huh. I say when it, you know, doing good works or doing good things is good, but when it comes to salvation, according to Isaiah 64, 6, our good works or our righteousness is like filthy rags when it comes to salvation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't compare to what Christ did on the cross. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's the DIV version. <laughs> David, international version? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't sold one copy yet, have you? <laughs> <laughs> it right. works on the street, though. <laughs> right. So salvation is a free gift. And who needs to be saved? Who is it that, that needs that? Well, with the exception of Jesus Christ, no, everyone has broken God's commandments. Right. And the penalty for breaking God's commandments is death, not just a physical death, but eternal death in a place called hell, eternally separated from God. Right. So, you know, deliverance from danger and suffering, basically. But Jesus delivered us from wrath, really. Mm -hmm. The wrath to come, you know. And so um, we see this in the text. Jesus saved us. And only people that are in trouble need to be rescued. If you're not in trouble, then, you know, Kids know a lot of time when we share the gospel, there's people that never sin. You know, they've never done anything wrong, according to them. And so you have to show them that they're a sinner. You know, but only a sinner needs a Savior. If you're not a sinner, you don't need a Savior. So we have to see the need for the salvation. The number to call here, um, 866-423-9578, to be a part of our discussion. 866-423-9578. Nine five seven eight. All right. So salvation is of the Lord. I didn't. Yeah. Only He can save us. No one else can. All right. So we're yeah. going to get into some of the groups that deny it. Right. Uh, salvations, and that's the problem with all your major uh, world religions, because they have works-based righteousness. In order to get yes. to God, they feel that there's a need. Um, of something that they can do something keeping laws or uh, 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 eating certain things or or lying on beds and nails and things of that nature Um, there's something that you can do in order to get to God going to from house to house the Bible is clearly against that there's nothing that we can do 
all our righteousness, as David already said in Isaiah 6, through 4 and 6, is like filthy, filthy rags. rags. Right. No doubt about it. Um, and I like what uh, David quoted in the Galatians. If you're going to quote that again, um, if righteousness uh, righteousness come by the law, then Christ has died in vain. Yeah. Right. That's Galatians uh, 3. Mm-hmm. Right. If you can work it off. Yeah. Galatians 221. 221. Galatians yeah. 2.21. And, and understanding this, because in, in uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, the unrighteous shall not inherit or enter into the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So we have to be made righteous. Mm-hmm. Since everyone has sinned, we are unrighteous, and there's nothing you can do uh, to keep the law. Well, some people will say, well, if I keep the law, uh, according to Deuteronomy 6.25, God says if you keep all his commandments, not 99.9% of his commandments, yeah. he says if you keep all his commandments, and like you said, Anita, James 2.10, if you break one law, one of his commandments, you're right. guilty of breaking them all because all it takes is one to become a sinner. Right. And once you break one of his commandments, you become a sinner and uh, you're condemned to eternal hell. So, right. so that's why he says uh, uh, in 1 Corinthians 6.9, the unrighteous, and the unrighteous is the person that has sinned, will not inherit the kingdom of God. So you have to become righteous, and the only way you can become righteous if you put your faith in Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians five twenty one, he talking about Jesus Christ, he who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Amen. That's right, Amen. our sin bearer. That's right. The number to call here eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Again, that number eight six six four two three nine five. Seven eight, and you know it's interesting when we um when you um, witnessed um, I, I pray that everyone out there is having an opportunity to share the gospel because in sharing it you get to grow you know in your walk and everything and and in the presentation but um, I've run into people where I've asked them about you know where they're going to spend eternity and and how they know that they're saved and a lot of time the answer you get is shocking. Because they tell you, they, they know, yeah, I go to church every Sunday. You know, I sing in the choir. I, mm-hmm. You know, my I'm mom and my dad is a pastor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of these things, they give a list of things. Religious then, things. Right. Yeah. And then you're sitting there waiting because I'm still waiting for how do you know that you have eternal life. And so after they give me the list, I review the list and I <laughs> tell them back what they told me. I said, so you tell me that when you stand before the God of heaven, the creator of the universe, and he says to you, why should I let you into my heaven? You're going to tell him you went to church every Sunday? I said, the devil goes to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, so you go into church every Sunday, throwing some money in the offering, um, singing in the choir or, you know, doing some church duty, that all of those things that you're doing, you believe because you're doing those things that you are guaranteed to go to heaven. And that is not the truth at all. You you know, so I, and so I asked them the question: What did Jesus come? Why did Jesus come? What was His coming all about? Amen. Because if you could save yourself, then Jesus didn't need to come. He could just let you work it off, right? All right, we're gonna leave a cliffhanger there. We're gonna take a break right here, and we'll be right back. Friday on Truth for Life, Alistair Begg begins a new study of the seven marks of an effective church. What does it mean to love God with all your mind? How can a person love God with all their mind? The answer is in getting serious about the Bible, in getting serious about God's truth, in getting serious about a knowledge of God. 
Be sure to listen Friday to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg, weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Faith Talk Detroit. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Chris and Emily Norton have been married a year, are in their late 20s, and have already fostered 17 children. Their Christian faith motivates them to be a blessing to others. In the process, God is heaping great rewards on them. The couple has adopted five foster daughters, ranging in age from 20 to 3. Whitley was adopted as an adult, and the other four are biological siblings. Chris was paralyzed after a football injury seven years ago, so he struggles at times with being a dad with physical limitations. But both Chris and Emily trust God will provide all they need to be good parents. If God has been tugging at your heart to consider foster care, I pray the Norton family will give you the encouragement you need. For more information, visit our website at lifeissues.org. And stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. Tune in to The Saints Perspective weeknights at 7 o'clock p.m. with Brian Edwards. New time, new revelation, new insight. Pastor Edwards will explore and challenge you to view your life through the lens of the Scripture. The Bible is relevant to your everyday practical life, and God has a word for you. God is concerned about you. So tune in to The Saints Perspective with Brian Edwards, Monday through Friday at 7 o'clock p.m. on Faith Talk, FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome back to Bible Talk. Um, This is Evangelist Anita Campbell, Brother David Anderson, Brother Antonio Green. Apologize for not introducing ourselves earlier, but we were just so ready to get into the Word. Uh, And we are here, our topic, Essential Christian Doctrine and the Groups that Deny Them. And so we're dealing with salvation, and that salvation is a free gift of God. You don't work for it. You cannot earn it. Even if you try to work for it, you can't earn it that way. It comes by placing your trust in Jesus, what he did on the cross, that and that alone. He is a propitiation for our sin, and so he is a payment that God accepts for our sin. All right, we're going to go to our brother Ronald here um, from Detroit. Let's see. Ronald, how are you? 
Okay, how you doing? Good. Uh, I'm going to ask, you know, can you give me those two scriptures saying that I always believe that a lot of churches believe that you put your ties and all that, you do all this thing and all this, you working yourself up to uh, being God's grace. I never did believe that. My, I never did believe A lot of churches teach that. Well, that's not true. The Bible can says, you, yeah. Can you... Uh, I'm gonna take your answer off there. Can you uh, give me a couple minutes? Get my tape uh, recorder set up to get that record your your those, those two scriptures what you uh, just read. But uh, disputing that. Right, Ephesians two eight and nine. He and, said, "Hold on a minute, because he's gonna yeah, put yeah, the know. recorder on." Yeah, I'm gonna turn up the radio. Okay. Because, uh, no. So you might get a little feedback. Yeah, we don't, 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 don't turn it up. Yeah, brother. don't turn it up. We can. We'll okay, that's it. the reason why I say let me. You let me hang first. up and yes. uh, and you give me a few minutes. Then, 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 then. Yeah, uh, get yourself ready. Just call back. Just call back, brother. Yes. Just call back. Okay, then. Thank you. All mm-hmm. right. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, Anita. Um, we can go ahead and get into some of. Uh, yeah, we have uh, another groups. caller. Okay, yeah. You got another caller. Okay. Yep. Hello, King. Doing today? Yeah, we're doing good. How are you? Good. How are the guys doing? Y'all doing all right? Yeah, real good. Yes. You're right. Listen, I want to encourage you all to take those 40 essential doctors and write a book. <laughs> well, it's already written written already. It's written already. It's in the Bible. Yes. <laughs> well, no, no. I understand that. But you, you kind of want a condensed, you want a yeah, condensed version, though, right? Yeah. Huh? You want the, just the questions there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go through all the, que- the all the questions with the scriptures and explain them and uh, th- and talk about the cults. People need. I think that would be something that's needed. Uh, there may be something else out there, but hey, from what you guys are doing, I don't see no re- another book on that is would be good, especially in the time and day we live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think about it. Yeah. I'm really serious. You all, you all, you three of you guys there can do the research and put it together. Well, we're I, praying about it, well, and uh, we well, do well, nothing we do. on our own initiative. Amen, amen. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so good books out there, King, for you to get. Um, I really recommend these uh, guys, uh, these theologians. Uh, Charles Ryrie, uh, he has a good book on um, doctrine, as well as uh, Wayne Grudem. Uh, he has a good book as well. So those right. are two um, right off the top of my head that has uh, some good books on doctrine. Right. Know, Christian yeah. Faith. So, yeah. Yeah, but it has to but be in a yeah. format why. Right, I see the yeah. format you're looking for is to have the, is to have the doctrine and then the groups, that deny them in one yeah. conde- in one condensed book. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not yeah. a bad idea. No. Yeah, I think you all should do that, and then when you uh, get it, give me a copy, and I'll put it in braille. <laughs> so I can read it. <laughs> you put it in braille. I can't reprint. Okay. I can't reprint. Okay. I'm okay. blind, so I have to have it in a format so I can read it. Oh. Okay. Or with some some way I can get it. Yep. Right. Okay. But think about it. And think about it. Thank you for the call and, and the word of encouragement, too, brother. Yes. You're welcome. All right. All right. Bye-bye now. All right. God bless you, and thank you for your call. Amen. The word of God, quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Yes, it is. All right. So we're going to get in some of these groups that deny uh, the doctrine that we're uh, saved by grace uh, right. through faith. There's no kind of works that we can do to offer nothing. God, to bribe God. Right. There's nothing. All our righteousness, as uh, David already quoted in Isaiah 64, 6, right. all of our righteousness is a filthy rags, and we need Christ's righteousness. That's why the Bible tells us that. Um, to place our trust in yeah, him. Amen. Yeah. He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 
That's and right. Second Corinthians, what five twenty one. Yeah, and, and the thing of it is, it's just an awesome scripture when you really look at it because it's. I call it the divine exchange. Mm -hmm. It's that you're sitting at the bargaining table. You're at one end of the table. All you have to offer is your sin. Jesus is at the other end of the table with righteousness in front of him. He gives you his righteousness. You give him your sin. He nails your sin to the cross. And then you walk away with righteousness. That's the only way you can go into the presence of the Lord. He said to come boldly to the throne of grace where you may find help in the time of need. But when you can't just come any old kind of way, you have to come in Christ's righteousness. And that's the only way you can go into the presence of the Lord. So that is an awesome thing right there. But Jesus took your sins, kneeling it to the cross, and you walk away with righteousness, his righteousness. And it's an awesome thing to, to, to recognize what you have, what you get. When you place your trust in the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Amen. you have eternal life as well. But it's fascinating that there's so many people in churches. I mean, you ask them, and they'll let you know that they're going to heaven. Yeah, I'm going because I go to church every Sunday. I give, I give my tithe. You know, I, um, I, I usher. I, I, I'm in the choir. You know, I'm, I'm doing all this thing that you're doing. But the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Hebrews nine twenty two. Right. So let's say you go to church every Sunday. Let's play it out. You go to church every Sunday. There's no bloodshed in that. You throw a few dollars in the offering. There's no bloodshed there. You may sing. You may do some kind of work. You may teach a class or whatever. There's no um, bloodshed there. So that, that you know. So it makes sense to place your trust in what Jesus did on the cross. First John two tells us that He is the propitiation. He is a payment for our sin. He paid the price for us. And so we're putting our trust in him. That's the only way. Jesus is the only way. When you hear the Bible says that Jesus is the only way, John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, woman, boy or girl, comes to the Father but by me. In Acts chapter 4 and 12, again, he says, Neither there is there salvation in any other for there is none other name Amen. under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the only way. He's the only one that died on the cross. He's the only one that could die because no man can redeem the life of another, the scripture tells us. So we placing our trust, and that's the thing. Your trust is in him and him alone. And if you think you can go by works, how many works do you have to do? I had a, a, a discussion with a woman once. She was dying. And she thought that your good works outweigh your bad works. So I visit that. I said, let's take a visit and visit the good work. How many exactly good work do you need to get you in? So you don't have the answer to the question. If you don't know how many, and then who determines if the work that you do is good? Because remember, God is looking at the heart. So your motive behind doing that work could cancel it out for you as not a good work. So she didn't know how many. She didn't know, you know, for sure. And so you can't base your salvation on that, but you would always be guessing if you're really saved or not, if it went by the good works. But I thank the Lord that it's the good work that Jesus did on the cross. That's the only good work that we're gonna, that's going to get us in, what he did on the cross. So salvation is a free gift. You don't earn it. And for our brother um, that I called earlier, we're going to go over the scripture now. 
for that. Um, we mentioned Romans 4 and 5. That was one. Um, if he, um, what is it? Romans 6.23. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Also, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says, It is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And of course, Titus 3 and 5, let us know that it's not by works of righteousness that we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. There's no amount of work that you can do to get you into heaven. Jesus Christ did the work, and there's no other work that topped that work. We, we have it. When we place our trust in what he did on the, tro- on the cross, acknowledging, first of all, that we are sinners. Because if you're not a sinner, you don't need a Savior. It's only people who are in trouble that needs to be rescued. So we have to acknowledge that, that we are sinners. Because if, you, if you're all that, a bag of chip and the dip, then you definitely don't need him. But if you know that you're a sinner, you have sinned against a holy God, and you come to him and you cry out and you let him know that, and that you place your trust, you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sin, that he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. You have placed your trust in what he did on the cross. He rose from the dead never to die again letting us know that he took care of our sins. He is the, the propitiation. And then in, in First John, he tells you that you have an advocate. You have a lawyer with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He took care of our sin. So that's an awesome deal right there. And I hope my brother got those scriptures. And if you need it again, brother, you can always call um, us back, and we will go over that again. And did you mention Isaiah 64, 6? No, I didn't, but you can go ahead and mention it. Okay, Isaiah 64, 6. He says, our righteousness is like filthy rags when it comes to salvation. Right. There is no good work that you can do, no amount of good works. And and let me throw another couple of verses in there. John uh, 6, 28, chap, John, Gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 28 and 29. The Jews came and asked Jesus a question, and what they said, asked was, what, what must we do? That's good. That's good. What must we do? to do the works of God that God requires that we can get into heaven. And verse 29 says, Jesus answered, the work of God is to believe. Mm. And not just a head mm-hmm. belief, but you trust in him with all your heart. The work of God is to believe in the one he sent. Put your trust in the one he sent, and that's Jesus Christ. That's right. Amen. Amen. Him and him alone. There's nothing else you add to that. Right. You know, it's not that plus work because there are those who think, okay, I got I got saved, I placed my trust in Jesus, but now I have to, you know, it's almost like you, some, Jesus gave the deposit and then they have to now make the monthly payment. Right. That is not how it works. Jesus died when he said it is finished. That is exactly what he meant. There is no other work to be done for salvation. It's already done. And putting your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior that is the bottom line. All right. All right. Okay, we have a caller here. Hi, Gary. How are you? Hi. Hello. Hope you're doing well in this weather. Uh, it's been kind of rough for me. Oh, yes. But um, I, I see that you're, again, teaching uh, what you believe uh, is uh, real truth. 
And um, have you heard the narrow path with Steve Gregg? No. Uh, he's come up with something very interesting that people in modern times need to see. Our churches are filled with people, and he says many people are not born again. So I hear you saying the word born again, and Jesus is the one that said born again in John, the third chapter. Right. And I want you, uh, can you tell me, uh, I had the Bible here, I could read it, and um, he tells about being born again, right? He right. said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So when Jesus said this to Nicodemus, I'd like everybody to read it. He had not yet died for our sins. Is that right? <laughs> Gary, Gary, Gary. Just no, Jesus. this is very important yeah, because yeah, but, 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 when do you get born again? Gary, you are one as Pentecostal. Okay. We don't believe like you believe. No, so put, every put, time that, put aside. Will you please put that aside? No, I, I can't put Take that aside. Take a look at the scriptures. I can't, I can't put that aside because every time you look at the scripture, you make the text fit your theology and not your theology fit the text. You do that every no, time. No, we have to believe what Jesus said. Yeah. yeah we but we can't, can't believe these modern ministers. Yeah. We have to believe what Jesus said because he's he's the Christ, right? Yeah. Well, just, what, when we um, present it here, so don't we, Harry, we are determine. using the word of God. We're telling you what the Bible says. It, salvation is a free gift. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we have to be born says, again to receive it, right? Yeah, of course. That's, yeah. what, that's yeah. what the Bible says. So yeah. when are you born again? Jesus said to Nicodemus that he had to be born again. Believe, and Jesus you're born again when you believe, put your trust and you repent of your sin and you put your trust in Jesus. That's right. When you believe in God and repent, right? Yeah, repent and put your trust in Jesus. You agree with me there? Re I'm saying yeah. repent and Repentance. put your trust in Jesus. So you can be born again before you're baptized. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yes, Gary. But, so but what, most, is, what, is, what is your most, question, Gary? Oh, yeah, what I'm saying is uh, our churches are filled with people, and they say they're true believers. They have the true faith, and, and uh, they're, they're in the body of Christ, but they're not teaching what the apostles taught that they gave in the book of Acts, right? The book of Acts tells what they taught. Do you agree with that? Yeah, but you, you when you read the book of Acts, you're not <laughs> understanding the genre which is in, which is a, a historical narrative. It's just telling you what the early church was doing during that time. It's right. transitioning from yeah. the law into grace. And that was, that's what yeah. the church was doing. So when you read it, you know, as a oneness Pentecostal, you believe that you got to be baptized in order to be saved. And you also with the evidence of speaking in tongues. No, 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 I don't. Wait a minute. Well, that's what You're the oneness. Me. Well, that's what the oneness Pentecostals teach. No, not all the oneness believe that. I don't, and I'm I oneness, but I, I don't believe that. Okay. No, yeah, that's, that's no, a good no, no, thing no. Then. That's a good thing then. Yeah, because the Lord can save whosoever he wills. He saved the thief on the cross, mm -hmm. and there's others who saved before right. he ever died. But because you must have reformed in your, your uh, theology, theology, because when I talked to no, you No, no, not at all. When I talked the to Lord you, showed me that in, on the day of Pentecost, they were all Jews, and they were told to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and they shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He's talking to the Jews because he said it's, the promise was to them and their children, right? Okay. So, so the ones that the Jews who were coming to know Jesus was the Savior, they had to do what Peter said to be in the church. Mm -hmm. But now in modern times, we have people getting the Holy Ghost, and they're getting the same Holy Ghost I have. It's not a different Holy Ghost. It's only one spirit. The Bible says there's only one Oh, spirit yeah, right, the true Jesus. Holy Ghost. But you get the Holy Ghost like they got it because it tells Ghost. that in Acts 10 and Acts 19. Yeah. So. All right, People Gary, we're gonna, we, Gary we're going to let you go, brother. We're going to move on because we got to get some points. Okay, take a look at Apostle Paul. He didn't change. In you need your own show, brother, I tell you. Yeah, yeah we have another um, <laughs> caller as well. All right. Okay, uh, yeah, we're going to take a break right here, and we'll come back to you, Joe.
You know, most restaurants either have great food or great atmosphere. But every now and then, a restaurant reaches the pinnacle of both. Imagine sitting and having dinner in absolute peace and tranquility as your worries from the day melt away. Now, think of enjoying a juicy, sizzling steak. Maybe succulent St. Louis barbecue ribs are your thing. If a salad is more your taste, envision a Michigan salad with grilled chicken breast, sweet cherries, candied walnuts, blue cheese, and red onion. There's no need to daydream. Experience Westwind Grill in Oakland Township with beautiful views of its rolling hills and lakes nestled beside one of Oakland County's premier golf courses. Taste their mouth-watering menu year-round with specials every day, including Thursday night build-your-own-pasta, Friday night fish fry, and their spectacular Sunday brunch. Call 248-608-7830 or visit westwindgolf.com. That's west, W-Y-N-D, golf.com. Politics and religion. It's been said that you don't discuss them in mixed company. Probably by someone who didn't really understand either of them. Why follow their rules? Detroit has two radio stations that shatter them. One documents the rebuilding of a great America. While the other shares the promise of the infinite. The Patriot has all the great news about growing the economy and a strengthening nation. Faith Talk Detroit raises the soul and affirms the heart. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. And Faith Talk Detroit on FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Are you tired of paying high fees and commission even when you lose your money? How would you like to never lose your money again due to market risk? Join Joel Uplegger for the Safe Money and Income Radio Show Saturday mornings at 9 on FM 92.7 AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. You can also call Joe now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Kit and Safe Money Book at 866-436-0133 That's 866-436-0133 Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. MotorCityHelpWanted.com salutes the employee of the month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Uh, hey, Dave. Yeah, Mr. Employee of the Month. Angry face, snoozy face. I've noticed you're using a lot of emojis and reports lately. Sure have. Smiley face, cat with hard eyes, thumbs up. Dave, they're just really hard to understand. What do you mean, confused face, thinky face? First, I don't think you're supposed to say them out loud like you do. That's what you think the other Daves love it, right, guys? Thumbs up! Smiley face! Goes with tongue out! See? Okay, look... Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome back to Bible Talk. And uh, we are still on our topic, Essential Christian Doctrine, and the groups that deny them. And we're going to go to Joe, our brother here. Hi, Joe. How are you? I am fine, my dear sister. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am magnificent. I'm doing much better today, today. And Antonio, my brother, how are you? Hey, what's going on, Doc? <laughs> okay, and, and what, David? What's up, man? <laughs> 
Thanks a lot, I John. Hear that. I hear that, Joe. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sorry, let because I'm burning up precious time here. But let me say this. Uh, Gary, I, I love him. To, Gary, I love you. I really do. Uh, but we, we, when he looks at the book of Acts, um, and if I may use a term here, it's, it's a, a prescriptive book. Well, descriptive book. I'm Amen. sorry. Descriptive. Amen. It's telling us yes. uh, the things that were going on and happening at that time. Yes. But it's not a prescriptive book in which it tells us what we need to do to be saved. That's right. So um, uh, when we when we look at Romans, is that chapter 10, uh, verses 9 and 10, mm-hmm. it, Paul is telling us what we need to do to be saved. So, uh, but like with Nicodemus, I heard him say, well, was Nicodemus saved? And blah. Well, if he puts his trust in Jesus, yes. Yes. And that's basically what Jesus said to Nicodemus anyway, because he went all the way back to Numbers chapter 21 and showed him that just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, right. even so the Son of Man should be lifted up. See the context, it rules and dominates. And I, I don't mm-hmm. know if Gary, Gary looked at that. Nick, Jesus pointed Nicodemus to himself, you know, on the cross. He said, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man will be lifted up, and whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It's all about the accepting of the Messiah. Right. So uh, if they accepted the Messiah at that time period, because a lot of them did yeah. before he even died or yeah. before he, he uh, went on the cross. Yeah, Abraham and the, all the Old Testament saints were looking yeah. on to and Jesus. while he was on the cross, that one um, criminal accepted him, and, 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 uh, and Jesus said, you Today. shall be with me in paradise. Right. Yeah, brother. So, uh, anyway, let me get off of that. Yeah, yeah brother. But anyway, you guys keep doing your awesome job. Love you all. And and hope to talk with you again soon. Antonio had a question for you, Joe. Oh no, no, I was just going to just because you know with the speaking of tongues and all that, you know that people always gather from the Book of Acts. I mean, why we don't never look at Acts chapter two and Acts chapter four <laughs> where it says in Acts chapter two verse forty five, it says and and they sold all their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man <laughs> had needed. And in chapter four of the Book of Acts. In Acts chapter 4, uh, around uh, verse, uh, what was that? At? Uh, anyway, verse 32 through 37, it said the same thing, that they uh, sold yeah. all their goods and they came together and, and parted each man to, according to their need. I mean, we don't, we don't, we do don't focus on that. Yeah, no, we don't we, focus we, on that, but we, we focus, focus on, on the speaking in tongues, tongue, right. which was a sign, as Paul said, a sign to those that don't believe. It's just mm-hmm. unbelievable to me. Right. So. Well, all right, Joe, thank you for your call. And we All love right, you. We you love you, much. brother. Have a blessed day, and then tell the family hello now. I will. Now, okay. Yeah, bye. You know, Gary was trying to uh, get on the point of when does a person get saved? And like you said, Anita, you have all your Old Testament saints, You're right, who accepted Christ back then. Yeah, they didn't know Christ is, is a New Testament uh, word for Messiah. In the right. Old Testament, they call him Messiah. In the New Testament, they call right. him the Christ. Right. And in Romans. 8, 11, it said, Paul says, if the Spirit of God is in you, is in you, right. let's see, I'm trying to read it out. If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Verse 11, 
if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ up from the dead will also give life to you. Now, in 1 Peter 1, 1 10 and one eleven, it says, concerning this salvation of the prophets, the prophets were in the Old Testament. It says, concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you search intently with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and the circumstances to which the Spirit, and that's capital S, the Spirit of Christ in them, in them, in them, in the prophets of the Old Testament, in them was pointing, pointing when he had predicted the suffering of Christ. So we see, we know that all through the Old Testament, it was prophesied about the Messiah who was coming. And remember, Messiah means Christ. They had the spirit of Christ in them, these Old Testament saints. So the question is, when were they saved? Gary was trying to imply nobody got saved until, until uh, Jesus died on that cross. But we see the Old Testament saints put their faith in Christ and the spirit, the spirit of Christ dwelt inside them. Right. And Jesus confirmed that, too, because in John chapter 8, Jesus said that Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Amen. Amen. Abraham rejoiced to see Jesus. So Abraham's trust was in Jesus. And basically, you're looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. So all of those in the Old Testament were looking to Jesus. In Galatians uh, chapter 3 as well, it says there, remember? Um, David, Galatians chapter 3. Yeah, the gospel was preached. The gospel was preached to them beforehand. Right. Right, beforehand to them, and they believed. Yeah, because let me, let me read it from here, Galatians 3, 6. Right. Consider Abraham. He believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham. The scriptures foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. The gospel was preached all the way back in the Old Testament. Right. And as you read on to verse 16, and it talks about Christ. Christ was the seed that was preached back then. Right. So even David said in Psalm 16, Psalm 16, um, verse, uh, I'm going to start at 9, 9 through 11. It says, therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoice that my body will, will also rest secure. Why? Because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you allow your Holy One referring to Christ See decay. You have made known, you have made known unto me the path of life. And he's talking about the path of eternal life. All right. On that note, we'll take a break right here and we'll be right back. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. The new year brings new questions about the Democratic Party and its impeachment obsession. After urgent demands for Trump's immediate removal, Democrats suddenly slowed down the impeachment process, delaying a Senate trial and hoping to stretch out that proceeding to the beginning of 2020's primary season. The Dems mean to focus relentlessly on Trump's alleged unfitness for office to keep attention away from their own radical agenda. They know public opinion may be closely divided on the president himself, but big majorities oppose such democratic priorities as outlawing private health insurance, racial reparations for slavery, tax hikes, open borders, canceled college debt, and the job-killing Green New Deal. The Democrats know that if they make the election a referendum on Trump's polarizing personality, they could possibly win. But a pitch for votes based on their stridently progressive platform would lose in a landslide. I'm Michael Medved. 
Sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. Growing up, Anne was a runaway, drug addict, and a victim of sexual abuse. But you helped her become a godly wife and mother. So focus on the family was like manna to me. Every day I needed guidance, and I know that my life has changed because of focus on the family. I'm Jim Daly. Share the gift of family to help more people like Anne. Give today, and your donation will be doubled. Visit FocusOnTheFamily.com slash give. You're not missing the Jewish Hour. Now you can hear the Jewish Hour on demand. Same great interviews, news from Israel, Jewish music, insights, and stories. Find the Jewish Hour on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be here for you. Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Well, praise the Lord, and welcome back to Bible Talk. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell here with our brothers, Brother David Anderson, Brother Antonio Green, and um, we're dealing with essential Christian doctrine and the group that denied them. And before we go any further, I'd like to um, make an announcement. I was authorized by the pastor to make this announcement. I know he's probably going to get me if I don't. Um, we are having um, every Wednesday at noon, there is a precept. Bible study going on. I'm teaching that class, and it's called How to Know That You Have Eternal Life. We're in the book of First John, and um, just an awesome study. Um, it's just we're not flying through the book. We are definitely taking our, our time looking at um, the teaching there in First John and how to know, not how to guess that you have eternal life, but it lets you know how to know that you have eternal life. And right now we're on Chapter 5 of our brochure of our booklet we're using, and um, we are talking about um, children of God or children of the devil. And as you look at the Bible, you can determine whether you're a child of God or a child of the devil by the things that you're doing. And so we are going through the text slowly, and you want to know before you go. Before you leave here, you want to know before you go. And so as we go through the text and we are examining what the Word of God has to say about eternal life. So you can join us every Wednesday at 12 noon. Um, I'll be there teaching that class. And also we have intercessory prayer from 6 to 7 every Wednesday. And so if you are not, um, if your church doesn't have any 
prayer group going on, that would be a good time for you to come out and join us as we go before the Lord. Because Jesus said his house should be a house of prayer. And as believers, we do nothing on our own initiative. Everything that we do should be bathed in prayer. We see that Jesus prayed about everything. He prayed when he uh, fed the 5,000. He prayed when he raised Lazarus. He prayed when he selected the disciples. He was a man of prayer. And so we need to be that way. He is our example of what we need to do. So you can join us every Wednesday at 6 p.m. for prayer, or you can join us at noon for our Bible study. And it's a precept Bible study. We're not going very fast. We're um, going slowly so that we can digest, so that we can let every word sink down into our ear. <laughs> Luke right. 9.44. Luke 9.44. Now, Anita, isn't there two classes going on Wednesday? Yes, I think there's a biblical counseling class um, by um, Elder Roberts. Oh, okay. And we're using Pastor Roberts, and we're using the book um, by June Hunt. Okay. Um, biblical counseling by, and that's an excellent um, class as well, and that is at eleven o'clock. So from eleven to twelve, and then at twelve, I come after with the how to know that you have eternal life. That is an awesome class. All right, so I just wanted to let you know about those classes. And then, of course, on Tuesday, Pastor Moss is teaching the prophecy class, and that's from 11 until 1. Excellent class. Yes. And um, on Thursday, there's also a biblical, um, what is it, hard sayings of mm-hmm. the Bible. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, and that is at 11 or 12 o'clock. 12 I think o'clock. It's at 12, from 12 to 1. So there's so many classes. And then, of course, we have our Monday night Bible study um, at 7 p.m. every Monday. Um, and then at noon on Monday, we have the Jehovah Witness class with Pastor Baker. Mm-hmm. Excellent class. If you are, and summer is coming, you, I would advise that you get into that class because in the summer, uh, Jehovah Witnesses are going to be at your door and you want to be able to give them a biblical answer. And you might have relatives that are contemplating uh, about Jehovah Witness, whether they're going into it or not. So it's good to know these things because you never yeah. know when the opportunity might rise where you can... Uh, prevent somebody from becoming a Jehovah Witness. All right. So just um, just join us. We have um, Sunday morning. We have a Sunday morning service. We have first, we have um, 945, we have Sunday school. And then at 11 a.m., we have our regular service. And also in Warren, we have uh, the Holiday Inn on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Pastor Moss or myself will be at the Holiday Inn in Warren. At 10 o'clock, and we have a Sunday service there as well. So for those of you that are living in that area, you can always join us there at uh, Bible Teaching Center inside the Holiday Inn, and we start at 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. All right, so just want to let you know what is available out there. So there are just all type of um, uh, Bible teaching available to you, and you want to avail yourself because there are coming a day when we won't be able to meet like that. So um, those of you that are retired, that are, you know, you have a free lunchtime or whatever it is, at noon there is a lot available. And every day of the week at Strictly Biblical there is a class, except on Friday. But on our third Friday we have the Women Building Women, and that is coming up as well. Um, Minister um, Loretta Purry will be um, ministering on that night. All right, we have a caller here. Ron, praise the Lord. Okay. Hi, Ron. How uh, are you? For you to repeat, repeat uh, when the Jehovah Witness class was? Oh, that is on Monday at 12 noon. And it oh, okay. will be Pastor Robert Baker. 
a man of God. He has, when he give you a quote, he had the document to go with what? Excellent teacher. Yes. So, yes, I will right. yourself to that. Okay, my brother. So, um, there's so much there. There's so much um, available for us as believers. We just need to avail ourselves and begin to feed our mind on the Word of God, right? Thank you for your call. Okay, God bless you. All right, well, we are, we'll see you. Um, okay. Well, all right, um, we just invite you out to join us on Sunday. And on Saturdays, um, we have the Champ Ministry training in street witnessing. Street witnessing. If you want to um, learn how to share the gospel, we have role play. We have um, scripture memorization. One of the best classes because uh, you learn how to street witness on the street with strangers. And also you can uh, use the same techniques with your family members. That's right. And so that is um, first, second, and third Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 um, p.m. And you're never forced to go out there on the street and, and do anything. You can just sit Observe. back and watch. Yeah. Yes. All right, so God bless you. There's a lot there for you available, and we will be with you next time. God bless. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.